G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning and welcome into uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. As you can probably tell, I'm not Izzy. Uh, I'm Ricardo. Uh, uh, you can fill me in, uh, Kempi, because uh, Morena to you. But why am I here? Well, it's because Izzy's uh, he's decided he's had enough of being a, an ex-All Black and he wants to be a professional golfer. Right. So he's off, uh, I think it's Clearwater that they're playing the, the, uh, the golf tournament, the New Zealand golf tournament down there and he's he's asked to play in the pro tournament so he's actually oh, so he's trying ha- to qualify he's having a decent crack here. Yeah, yeah yeah okay interesting interesting and What's of he- course Louis headed over to the Everest so he's uh, he's flying out this morning out to uh, Sydney and uh, going to watch the big 15 million dollar race oh massive that's going to be huge. So, so just me and you, brother. Just me and you, brother. That's all right, though. That's all right. That's all good. That's all good. We'll let, let the boys chase their dreams. <laughs> we'll chase ours another day. <laughs> chase ours another day. How good is, is Izzy off the stick, do you know? Uh, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's single figures. Um, I think he said that he's around a six or seven handicap. Oh, yeah. So he plays, yeah, mate, boy, plays every Wednesday. Uh, I'm dead, dead set. If that means he plays probably every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Um, but he threw. He said that he threw out a, a comment to the organisers, New Zealand cricket, uh, New Zealand golf, and uh, they took him up on it and and put him in um, for the re- for the round. So he's got to try and get through the the day to see whether or not he qualifies for the weekend. Uh, a little bit nervous on it, but we had a bit of a, a chat yesterday, and I give him a bit of a pep talk, and you know he's got plenty of chat. I said, just get talking around the. Around the the tees, mate. You know, get in, get inside their heads. That's what's about, eh? It is. It is. I know heads. you're not meant to. I know you're not meant to. Of course you are. Golf it's professional sport, bro. Oh no, yeah, no, no. It's um, oh, it's a big day for him. You know, he's had a big week, obviously with Pungo, um, Pungo. It's meant to be, but they call it Pungo over in in uh, Australia because the name was gone. Uh, had that decent win at Warwick, uh, Warwick Farm on Wednesday. Uh, it looks like he's probably taken it to. Cup weekend, Derby Day, man, the carbine stakes for three-year-olds. I just can't believe it. You know, you get a you get a horse, it runs twice and breaks its maiden on the second one, and then they take it straight to a group three. So looking for black type straight away. So uh, I see on Daisy's Instagram last night that she's looking for makeup artists in Melbourne. So it looks like, uh, is he? 
I haven't spoken to you this morning, but it looks like Daisy's going to Melbourne, mate. She's Are booked you, her ticket. Sure, that makeup artist wasn't just for Izzy. Is he doing the TV <laughs> appearance over there? <laughs> oh, mate, what a, what a crew! Bodie Barrett, Baz McCullum, uh, Mark Carter, obviously, and um, the, the the team from Very Elegant. So he's got he's got some decent owners. You said Mark Carter there. Uh, my horse racing knowledge is slim. Uh, are we talking Mark Carter, the former Auckland loose forward? That's exactly right. The oh, okay. All Black flanker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it was, it was a warrior too, wasn't he? Yeah, he Mark was. Carter. Yeah, because he, he yep. signed and went and played. I think he played in England for a while too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, there's been a few few of those boys. That's really interesting, actually, um, Ricardo, because there's been a few of the boys go up there. Leeds used to sign quite a few of the, the All Blacks. You know, Craig Innes went up there. Does that go back to John Gallagher's days? Kipper Gallagher, yep. yeah, uh, I, I got to know Kipper really well because he ended up playing for, once he finished with Leeds, he went down and played for the London Broncos. Um, and of course, Sammy Stewart, who I played with at Newcastle, signed for the London Broncos along with Tony Gordon, the Kiwi coach, after his career with Tank. the Kiwis. Tank Gordon yeah. uh, went over and coached the London Bro- Broncos and Kipper went down there. Kipper, mate, fantastic guy. Absolutely fantastic bloke. And could play rugby league too. You know, he had that... Um, uncanny ability of those guys back in those days, the, the Johnny Schusters, the Walter Littles, the Kipper Gallagher's, that could run really good lines. So rugby league really, really suited Kipper because he ran real good lines and he had a he had good good change of pace. Am I right in remembering that he was great offensively but defensively struggled, and that's where his fall down was? Well, it is a it is the fall down of a lot of rugby guys that come out. Um, to play rugby league because of the the pace of defence, you know, going up and going back, you know, getting up and and down off the ground all the time. It's not like you go into a ruck and you can you can wrestle down there for for a minute. Mm. You know, you've got to get up and back in, in less than three seconds and and continue to do that. I remember the story when Benji came over. There's a story out of out of uh, the Blues that Benji came over and they had this test which was getting up and down off the ground and. Benji's just absolutely caned it. The boys were just thinking, this guy's superhuman. And and Benji's answer to them was, well, mate, I've been doing that for 15 years. Mm. We just get up and down off the ground. You know? So it is a, 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 it is a technical thing, but... Yeah, when you when you're playing rugby union, you switch to rugby league. Defensively, it is a pretty tough thing uh, to get used to because it's always happening constantly um, over a, over a tackle. You know, so set of six tackles, kick, set of six tackles, kick type thing up and off the ground. It does tie it ties big. I remember Garrick Morgan. Remember Garrick Morgan yeah, when yeah. I went to the Crushers. He was uh, six foot six and tough as nails. Like, I remember. Him, him and uh, Herbert were the Herbert was the other signing for the Crushers, the centre for Australia. Now he couldn't make the starting side. Herbert, he was a decent centre for Australia, if you remember. Um, and and neither could Garrick Morgan. And the reason Garrick probably couldn't make it was because he was too slow getting back in the defensive line. He just couldn't he couldn't keep the pace up. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a whole different thing. Hey, oh, it reminded me too actually because we this whole conversation started when we were talking about Izzy and golf, right? <laughs> um, uh, but uh, it's it's he's not the first uh, former athlete of another sport to, to do this because I used to work with Simon Dool and Dooley and Matthew Hart, who was also a black cap, and I think Alex Tate as well. Both uh, all three of them played qualifying for the New Zealand Open at one point, um, and I think from memory, Dooley was playing off about a two. Like Dooley was mm. quite, and Alex Tate actually went on, and I think he was like the 
he ripped Northland. He ended up becoming like I don't know if he's a golf pro technically, but like he runs a pro shop now. I think. Yeah, look, a lot of the athletes, you know, when back in my day, um, when we we're playing, you'd play golf four times a week. You know, you go to training and then to go and relax. You, you generally you can't go for a surf, so you go to the golf course. We all had golf memberships, and we go go and play it, mate. And there's some fantastic golfers. Johnny Schuster's probably the best I've played with. Yeah. So he'd be on a two. I'd say he might even be scratched now. Um, Izzy always talks about um, the Barrett boys. You know, Geordie Barrett being off scratch. Um, Long levers. Jared Warrior Hargraves could have been a pro. Really? Yeah. Jared Warrior Hargraves is a he's off scratch. He's a very very good golfer. Wow. So uh, there's a lot of you know blokes that handball eye um, coordination. Yeah. A lot of blokes when you're picking up uh, sticks, they mate they could. And I guess they've got that, that mentality too. They're probably handle turning turning pro too because they're just so used to that, you know, relentless. Got to get down there. Got to get the job done. Oh. Um, and and yeah, Izzy, I, I I wish Izzy all the best today. I hope he goes out there and absolutely slays it. He's, he kept going on about the black markers. So I, th- I guess it's an. I remember walking down golf courses. I haven't walked on one for a long time. Um, but those back tees. Yeah. And you go, man, it's hard enough from hitting them from way up here. How do you get it all the way down that, you know, and on a par four or par five from way back there? So he must be able to hit a boars. Um, I don't know. We'll get. We'll, we'll try and get him on. I yeah. said to him, we'll try and give him a call. I think he's teeing off first this morning. So oh, it might be a bit difficult. Oh mate, we'll just put the phone on. We'll put yeah. the phone on and have a bit of banter with yeah. the boys. Well, I mean, he, he should just be saying, "Boys, you know what these are." <laughs> <laughs> They're the all black tees, right? Because you have to be an all black to be able to play off these. Yeah, that's, that's what you you just stuff like that. I mean, working with guys who have been pro sportsmen before and just doing stuff that guys normally do together, right? Like going and playing pool and having a few beers, or going ten pin bowling and having a few beers. Well, everything's having a few beers. You know what I mean? Uh, but the difference when that competitive thing comes out, it's, and uh, and just the ability without actually really over the top doing it, but the ability to get in someone else's head. It's Just amazing, real eh? casually, it's like amazing, <laughs> amazing. It's actually funny, Ricardo. My son, he's decided to have a crack at baseball, so he's playing a bit of baseball at the moment. And uh, I loved, mate. I love softball. You know, played played all age group for New Zealand softball, and had a crack at baseball. And he t- <laughs> got reminded about a time we played so- um, slow pitch softball. So he would, as a family, yeah, and. It's meant to be. So we, I think, the three families decided to put a team together over the shore, and we went and played. It was on a Wednesday night, and it's it's called slow pitch. So you under lob it up and you hit the ball way out in the outfield. Well, mate, as soon as it, as soon as they start hitting it, I'm whipping it into first base. Because <laughs> you've got the wives standing on. They were jumping out of the way, mate. I'm going catch the ball, you know. But it is that competitive nature when you go anything. When the, when you when you when you've been with a professional athlete, yeah, and they decide to to you know let's have a game of pool or let's have a game of, I remember um, Sammy Arapeta, the boxer coming on from New Plymouth, and I'd forgotten about this. We had him on our show, and he says, "Oh yeah, I remember. You know, we did this charity badminton match. You know, and you just made me run around the court." <laughs> and I'm thinking, "Yeah, well, I can't, I, can't, I couldn't can't remember, but." Yeah, mate. Like, if you give me a racket, I was the same thing. You know, I'm just, I'm. There's no mercy. I'm going to try my hardest and beat you anyway. So, that's as he's going to try. Don't worry about that. And and I wouldn't be surprised if he actually pulls it off, and 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 has a really good day playing with really good golfers. And you know, the only problem with this is that um, keeping him focused. Yeah. 
pretty tough. Yeah, he's a bit of a magpie, eh? <laughs> he is, Louis. Well, we both are. So keeping, him, <laughs> keeping me and him on the straight and narrow is a really hard job to do, and he's got to do it all day. Um, yeah, we'll find out. We'll, do, we'll, we'll get him. We'll get hopefully get him on. Yeah, all right. Now looking forward to that, mate. I also tell you what we're looking forward to this weekend. Rugby League World Cup kicks off. I can't wait. Oh, seriously, we, we've uh, we've we've been lucky enough to to get Josh Alloy, um because the biggest game this weekend is Samoa England. Mm. It's uh, on Saturday two two o'clock in the morning, and mate, I'm really worried for England. Like generally, the tournaments are set up for the host nation. You know, yeah. they've put England in in the group with Samoa and uh, Tonga over the other side, and they're hoping to miss Tonga. And I don't think they're going to get past Samoa. You know, if you look at their their side. And basically a Penrith backline. They've got a decent uh, um, spine and in, in Milford for Nor Brown, uh, Luai and Sawali. Mate, if that if that clicks, yeah. Don't worry about the Ford pack. Paulo, you know, they got big um Luatu from Manly, they got a big side sewer. Uh, they'll they'll get go forward and they'll Absolutely, take it to uh, to the English boys. So, mate, interesting, interesting one. I'm looking forward to the kickoff. Uh, Kiwis obviously up against Lebanon. Mitchell Moses, you know, he'll he'll spark something. Look for a chip and chase from Mitchell Moses. He expresses himself in international football. But these early rounds is just really seeing, you know, what does England look like? What does New Zealand look like? Aussie obviously got a gun. I think a, the the gun backline. Um, but the two smoky Samoan Tonga. Yeah, mate. Well, that's the thing because you, you you look at it, that England squad as well, and they're missing a few. Eh? They got they've, they've got quite a few injuries. They have. And I see it's 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 not all roses up there. Um, his name Sean Wayne uh, has been copying it in the press from people like Gary Schofield. Yeah, about some of the that's that's, that's not unusual from Scoey. <laughs> about some with, of his selections. I played with Scoey up in Leeds. Good bloke, absolutely good bloke. He's he's hilarious, but he's uh, he's very he's sort of. A little bit like myself down here in New Zealand, you know, he's always got something to say about rugby league. Um, but Sean Wayne, he he really didn't have a choice. He's had, a, you know, Lomax is out with injury. He got a few few very good players that haven't made the side. Um, but one thing you can see from the English is that they do have size, and that size is probably. Um, Gonna be sorry about that. Is that your Surrey? That's my Surrey coming Firing on. up. Um, and that size is going to hold them in good stead because mm. the mate the New Zealand the New Zealand side mm. is massive. Yeah, it's you huge. know the Tongan side is massive. Australian, that's where I think that Mel's gone to. I think he's gone and tried to emulate the the big forwards by who who he's chosen. Um, but yeah, the, for me, that's where I think the tournament is actually going to be won is in the middle of the park. I think the the forward pack that dominates out of those top four or five teams is going to the back lines are going to have have an absolute ball. So with Australia, that's why they're favourites. If they can um, secure that middle of the park, mate, they'll unleash they'll unleash some fury with that side that they've got. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how they track because I looked at that team that Mel put out and I. And it kind of it looked like a team that was neither one thing nor another. Like half the team looked like a team he would have selected in 2019, and half the team looked like he'd he'd, he'd watch the playoffs. Yeah, you know what well, I mean. Well, uh, half the team looks like 1985 yeah. when Terry Fernley had it. I don't know if you remember that. You know, so you got Terry Terry Fernley picked a New South Wales side here at Carlow Park. You know, left Wally Lewis and all them boys out, and then the Queensland coach gets it, um, and then they put all the Queensland boys in, and it looks like. 
for me, that Mel's gone heavily towards the Queensland side. Like, he doesn't want to play um, Nathan Cleary at halfback. He's gone Daly Cherry Evans, Munster, yeah, yeah. Valentine Hones, you know, Tuolagi on the wing. Uh, the only bloke he's put in the back is Captain Tedesco, you know, so... Uh, That's the it, thing to a lot of people are saying. He's resting the Penrith players for the first game, and then he'll go back to... And I'm like, nah, Daly Cherry Evans is his man. He's going to be a starting seven. 100%, you know, and, and you know... <laughs> Mal won ten on you know, ten on a trot at State of Origin. Daily Cherry Evans was part of that. He's loyalty is a big thing for him. He ain't gonna throw him out the back. He has to have a pretty poor um, opening to the tournament, Cherry Evans, to lose his jersey. I don't care who Nathan uh, Nathan Cleary is. So I I've said it on the on the show earlier in the week that um I think that's his undoing. I think it's his undoing. If he sticks with Queensland and doesn't get his mix right. Because the problem that Australia have is that if the players are feeling that way, that they're being left out because of this New South Wales, Queensland, and it has happened before. It mm. happened. I remember when Fernley um, had that problem here in, in Australia, and he had to change his team around to get them home. Um, if they're feeling that way, then they're not going to have the combinations. Then the combinations aren't going to click because you're going to have that split. And and if that happens, then he's not going to be able to release a lot of that talent that's in that side. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. The, the early rounds, they should get home against Fiji this week. And Fiji got a very good side, but they just haven't got a spine. Yeah. You know, they've got the, you know, Kamakamika uh, from Melbourne. You've got Kikau. you got the Sim boys. Um, you know, but they're just... Haven't got anyone else to compliment Curacao. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I was going to say they need about three more Curacaos, don't they? To, to well, they do. Yeah. yeah, and that's unfortunate because you know you get Munster, Day, Cherry, Evans who are used to playing together for, for Queensland, and you throw in Tedesco at the back, he's just going to be terrorising everyone up that middle of the park. Um, yeah, if you're having a bet this weekend, Tedesco probably first try score or last try score. Yeah, all right. Well, look at that, mate. And also coming up on the show, we're going to talk uh, the start of uh, spring racing with uh, Graham Richardson um, after 7.30. Uh, Josh Alloway, as Kempe mentioned, uh, just after 7, after 8 as well. Uh, George Bridge, the, do we say former Crusader? Former All former Black Former Crusader, now? former All Black, yeah. Got some news, Can't apparently. Wait question of the day. Well, that leads into the can't wait question of the day. Here is it is for you. Uh, George Bridge, as I said, coming on after 8 o'clock this morning to talk about his future. Apparently he's going to France. Got me thinking, if you were a fringe all black, would you stay here and try and push through or would you go overseas and make some dough? That is your question. Double eight double three, the temper bedpost text machine. Double eight double three, uh, temper bedpost. Of course, uh, get through to us on that, or you can call us 0800-150-811. Kempy and I will be back with our answer to that question after this. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. You can call us anytime on the Kenneth's higher phone line 0800. 150811 or text us on the Temper Bed Post text machine as well. Uh, we are asking the can't wait question of the day. George Bridge, he's on after 8 o'clock this morning talking his future. Got me thinking, if you're a fringe all black, would you stay here? Would you go overseas to make some dough? Tony from Auckland is on the phone. How are you, mate? Yeah, morning, guys. How's it going? Yeah, good, Tony. What do you reckon? What's your take? Um, well... He's already been in All Black, so, I mean, you know, he, he, he might as well go. Um, if he wasn't in All Black and was wanting to be one, I, I guess, yeah, give it a go. But, I mean, uh, yeah, go, your future's at stake, so I suppose, I suppose that's the, the first thing that comes first. Uh, I guess it's not an easy decision to move move over to another country and live another life, I guess. 
Do you think that he may have signed before they named the team, Tone? Wow. Don't they usually get a call or something saying that they're not in the picture? Or... Yeah. Got a call? Yeah. I mean, Tony, if... if... Uh, put it this way, mate. Uh, you know, and I don't know what he's what he's signing for or or anything. But I mean, if you're getting paid, you know, a grand a week to do the job you're doing here now, and somebody in France rings you and says, "Look, we'll pay you four grand a week to do the same gig. You just have to live in the south of France." You gonna say no? Oh, I'd say ten grand, and I'd go and do it. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you, you need to be an agent. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it's obviously a big decision. I mean, has, has he got kids? It's a good question, actually. I don't know. We'll ask him that. We'll find out, Tony. Thanks for your call, mate. 0800-150-811 is the number. Of course, uh, today is your last chance to win an Ego Power Plus 40-centimetre line IQ line trimmer. Thanks to the good guys at Ego Tools as well. Uh, caller of uh, the week gets uh, to win one of those. Brenton, that could be yours if you uh, if, if you set the world on fire here, mate. No pressure. Uh, what's your take on the George Bridge situation? Cheers, mate. Um... I'd go, man, all day. You know, you got you got a small window of uh, of your life where you can play professional sport, and uh, if you're not quite in that All Blacks team, you're just on the edge, mate. And someone's offering you big coin, just go, man. You've got the world. You got the if you go up into Europe, you got um, you got such good sightseeing. You got I don't know, it'd just be something to get in to get over there for, you know. Yeah, good good point. I, I, Good point about the short window. And, yeah, I'd pay, pay my own way to get around Europe. You know, if these guys get, get it on their doorstep, you, you know, paid athletes travel all around there, man, and it's it's a beautiful part of the world over there. So, and yeah, like like you said, Kimby, you only got a small window, man. You could get injured tomorrow, and then and and then never make the All Blacks ever again. You know, like just from a shoulder recent say or a knee blows out or something, and then you don't quite get back to where you're at, unless you're up in Europe. You know, you you. Yeah, getting, still getting the good money while you can. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brendan. That's exactly right. I was telling Ricardo just in the break that it, you know, after the '95 World Cup, I decided that that was it for that was for me at 27 um, playing for New Zealand because I knew I'd only had probably four or five years left to, to go out there and earn. And and one of the reasons we were back in those days when you played for the Kiwis, you you got 300 bucks a game, but you toured for three months and. You'd hit the you'd hit the next season a little bit fatigued because you never had an, an off season under your under your belt, which in, in which detriment to you to, to playing for a decent contract the following year. So, you know these guys at their at their middle 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 twenties that are making these decisions to head up to Europe, I say good on them. Mm. I support it. I think you know they, they've got a sh- Britain's dead right. You've got a really short window of earning capacity. Now, if you're getting offered apples from from France and oranges from from um, from New Zealand, and that's you know, why Tony needs this ego trimmer because he needs to go and trim out his apple trees, <laughs> um, <laughs> mate. You take the you take the oranges, you yeah. know what I mean. You just go you go up to France. So good on him. I'll, we'll, we'll ask him the question. You know, how big a, a decision uh, did money actually play in you you deciding to head to the south of France? Yeah, exactly. Well, George Bridge is going to be on with us after eight o'clock. We'll talk to him about that. Remember, you get your calls through to us. Uh, your last chance today to win that Ego Power Plus forty centimeter line IQ trimmer. Thanks to Ego Tools uh, coming up. Up shortly, uh, we are going to be 
playing Quizzy Dag without Quizzy Dag. That's happening before 7 o'clock. We'll take more of your calls after the latest with news and sport with Aroha for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. What you want? Yeah, yeah, come on, Ricardo, no, break right. it out. Belt it out, belt it out. Uh, 25 away from seven here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, Ricardo, in for Izzy. Uh, this is the uh, Bunnings Trade, helping businesses, our trade headlines, sports headlines, because there's so much sport on, uh, including um, a lot of football. We've got uh, Rugby League World Cup starting, and uh, there's NFL on today, uh, and of course the Rugby League World Cup starts this weekend, plus uh, the Women's Rugby World Cup continues as well. I'll tell you one, though, that maybe we haven't talked about enough, Kempe, that I'm super excited about, and that is Sunday, Arvo, uh, live on free-to-air on TVNZ as well. George Cambosis Jr. trying to get his belts back against uh, Devin Haney. Uh, and, I mean, that's going to be a good fight. I'm looking forward to that. Cambosis Jr., he got touched up by Haney in the last mm. time round, but he's taken the rematch real close. Like, they've backed that up real close. But the really exciting thing for me is seeing him, uh, Hemi Ahio and David Nika, uh, yeah. both on a big international card. Um, they're how looking good. forward to seeing that on Sunday. Yeah, how good. We've got a couple of, couple of our boys out there throwing them. Uh, on the world stage and on a big card, on a really big card. So my boxing's been a- absolutely outstanding this year. Um, I was watching Tyson Fury last night. He fought boxes on December the 3rd, Come, coming back, training up there in Joseph Parker's camp, or shall we say Tyson Tyson's uh, loaned <laughs> camp that he loaned <laughs> Joe Parker. But, yeah, just to, to see our boys on that world stage, Joe Parker, you know, the, the boys on the um, Cambosa card, mate, how good. New Zealand boxing at its best. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. There's so much boxing on this weekend as well. Because uh, tell you who else is back is Deontay Wilder, and he's fighting this weekend against looking uh, good Robert Hellenius, and that is going to like Wilder's a massive favourite. Hellenius though is a bit of a he's a Finnish guy, mm. and he's a heavyweight that they brought over to to the states. I think to be a no, I don't think to be a contender. I think they brought him over to be a, a decent uh, opponent for people, but you know, a bit of a gatekeeper. But then he started knocking people over, yeah. and he's six foot seven. Uh, he's a big unit, so he's not giving away any reach or any size to Deontay Wilder, and he can bang. He's finished a few people, so I'm looking forward to this fight. Yeah, heavy heavyweights, eh? Like the heavyweight division, it's not just the, that they're big men; they're tall men. You know, you, you look how tall they are. You can imagine standing in there as a heavyweight and you're under six six foot. Imagine Tyson in there against Tyson Fury. Yeah. You know, the 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 difference in, in those heavyweights these days, I think, you know, that we've got so many tall men that they're all, you know, close, you know, six, 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 seven, all close to each other. Um, and the other part about that, Dante, Deontay Wilder coming back, I'm, man, I'm glad he's made a comeback. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. I kind of wonder... You know, because the thing in the past, before he fought Tyson Fury, is that people were so afraid of his right hand that they wouldn't box because mm. they just didn't want to get hit. <laughs> but now I think people have gone, ah, if I can hit you, there's a chance I can do damage because I don't think he's that. I think he's a bit chinny. Yeah, and well, I, so, Ty- so Tyson, I think expo- yeah, Tyson uh, exposed him, didn't he? He just did by, it. So I just wonder if boxing. that's going to change the way other fighters approach. 
Oh, look, I think so. I think, you know, the amount of analysis they do on, in boxing and watching the footage, I think Tyson, the way that he, he actually showed Dante up um, in that uh, second fight especially, was, you know, like if you can move around and not get hit and you can hit him, then he, then he is. He's, he's going to fall over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, lots of other sport, as I mentioned as well, including NFL today. Uh, the uh, was well, Thursday night football over there, isn't it? Uh, but it's uh, Friday here. Uh, the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. The Commanders. This is in Chicago at Soldier Field. The Commanders are slight favourites, but they're one and four. The Bears are two and three. And the Bears started the season really well. They beat the Forty Niners in San Joe's Francisco. 49ers. Yeah, so I, I, I like the Bears in this. They're paying a buck eighty seven. Um and you can even get them plus a point at a dollar eighty seven as well. So mm. quite like that. That's coming up uh today at about What do a you reckon, Joe? You're our you're a resident NFL specialist. I think the Bears aren't favourites because they've been playing so poorly in the past two games. I mean, there's been talk that it's like the worst Bears offense ever in the last like oh in the past ten years, which is saying something because the Bears have been terrible uh, in the past ten years. Uh, Justin Fields, their quarterback, has just not been throwing well. I think like I think he only completed like like I mean two or three passes like last week. Like uh, I mean I think I think his he had, he had like less than fifty yards thrown. Like it was dreadful, like abysmal. And the 49ers have lost to the Broncos and the Bears this season, two of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, and then since then they've um, won three straight. So you know I wouldn't really I, I would I think I'd be backing the Commanders, but two terrible teams, just a terrible Thursday night uh, game as always. Yeah, as you'd expect. It, it's that thing, isn't it, Joe? Where you've got a team with an average offense against a team with a terrible defense. It's like the, it's the opposite of the immovable object and the uh, <laughs> unstoppable force. Yeah, but I, that's right. That's actually right. But I think you need to be able to move the ball forward, you know. And and I don't think it's the defense that's stopping Justin Fields from throwing. He just he just cannot find his his man, you know. And every defense is like somewhat average, even if it's technically terrible. You still need to be able to run and throw the ball. It's the basics, which I just don't think the Bears can do. Yeah, no, nah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. There we go. We've heard from our NFL expert, Joe. It is Joe, just, that was awesome. That was some good analysis there, eh? That was mate, that, I'm I'm my jaw's on the ground, Joe. I'm really, really surprised. <laughs> yeah, I know a few things can be. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is uh, surprising <laughs> us. He's tuning us up. Uh, this is S E N Z. It is uh Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, Ricardo, and for Izzy. At Bunnings Trade, we're here to make your job easier because helping businesses our trade. Up next, your chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet with Quizzy Dag. You know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. You thought you did as he and can be, but the questions stress you out, yay. The quiz master is getting busy, but Uncle's clues would give you gout. Think you can beat them, try your luck. Losing, they're gonna call you chump. TAB bonus bets, they're on us. TAB, 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 quizzy dang and TAB bonus bets, don't ask Google all your slate, yay. It's quizzy day 
announcement coming shortly about the SENZ team headlining Bay Dreams. Uh, stay tuned for that one. Uh, 13 away from 7 o'clock, uh, time for Quizzy Dad. Kerry, g'day, mate. How are you? Good morning, boys. Morena, morena. All right, Kerry, you know how this works, mate. Here's your first question. You ready? Yeah. Mo Salah has just set a record for the quickest hat trick in Champions League history. To the nearest minute, how long did it take him? Uh, four minutes. I'm, I'm waiting for Joe to play the you got that wrong sound effect. There you go. Thanks, Joe. On the ball as always. Sorry, Kerry. Uh, unlucky. Uh, Luke. You like those passes, mate. You're telling your, you're telling your quarterback to get those yeah. passes right. Come on. Oh, mate. Joe is the Justin Fielder producers. Um, <laughs> put that up there. Uh, Luke, uh, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Mo Sullivan's just set a record for the quickest hat trick in Champions League history. To the nearest minute, how long did it take him? Six. <laughs> Pretty good. You ready, Joe? Oh, Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Joe. Mr. Field. Come on, come on, Mr. Field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here you go, uh, Luke. Uh, question two for you. What is the name of New Zealand's esports team that competed at the Com Games pilot event earlier this year? Oh, with the phone uh, friend on that one. Okay, this is really easy. All right. If you think about it, this is really a really easy answer. It's E what? E-Black, <laughs> probably. Yes. Yeah, apparently E-Black's just edged out Nerd Blacks and Geek Blacks. Um, so so um, well done, well done, whoever named that team. Uh, right, here we go. We're uh, pretty excited to be catching up with George Bridge later in the show. News has just come out that he's going to go and play uh, club rugby in which country, Luke? Uh, he's going to... Um, is he going to Japan? Oh, Sacre bleu. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say. Unlucky. Unlucky, Luke. All right, we'll, uh, we'll move on to Jade from uh, Hamilton, um, City of the Future. How are you doing, Jade? I'm not too bad, Ricardo, and yourself, my man. Yeah, good. Thanks, brother. Good. Uh, where's George Bridge going to play his club rugby next season? Yeah. Oh, mercy, mercy, boy. Yeah, mercy, boy. Cool. Well done, mate. Uh, you got two. You got two questions to go. Two questions to go, Jade. Oh, oh, there's the bell. There's the bell. Oh, Justin Field, <laughs> four and long. Snap. <laughs> Snap. And he's thrown the hail mary. Um, okay, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scored the winner for Manchester United against Everton at the weekend. How many club goals has he now scored in his career? Oh. It's a round number. Isn't it? Yeah, seven hundred. Ooh. <laughs> on good. fire on fire alright Jade you got this one uh, to win that $50 TAB uh, bonus bet voucher Deontay Wilder is fighting Robert Hellenius in the heavyweight boxing match this weekend who was Deontay's last fight against well, big man wasn't it Tyson Fury well done yes well done well done Jade, uh, what do you like this weekend, mate? Is uh, you got a fifty dollars bonus bet? Where do you reckon you're going to put it? You're going to put it on Samoa to beat England? Uh, Wellington, thirteen plus, mate. Whoa, Whoa, that's a big call. Well, and what sport's that in? You can't, uh, NPC, uh, yeah, you NPC. can't be picking that in the rugby, surely. I thought you must be been on the sauce early, Jade. What's going on? Hundred, mate. Well, I bleed yellow and black, mate. So you know, you've got to stay true. 
I love that. Oh, good stuff, mate. Good stuff, Jade. You're All from right. Taranaki. <laughs> That's amber and black, brother. Amber, That's amber, amber and black, amber, not amber. yellow. <laughs> uh, good stuff, Jade. Go well, mate, and good luck this weekend. Um, I can't, I can't see your lines getting up though, just quietly. Are you dreaming? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one of us is, mate. One of us is. We'll figure that out come Monday. Good stuff, Jade. Uh, this is uh, Izzy and Kempe uh, on SENZ. Ricardo in for Izzy. We'll be back after this. SENZ, it is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. No, Izzy, though, because he's off playing golf. Have you Have you heard from the, the I've great man? Sent him out, I've sent him out a couple of messages. Um, he's obviously got... Uh, I guess the nutrition thing gone. He's you know making sure that he's fueling himself with the right type of energy to be walking around um, eighteen holes. What if they walk or take a cart? No, you have to walk. It's You've a got pro. to walk. Up. Yeah, you got to walk in these competitions. I think uh, unless you like uh, who was the guy? There was a there was a golfer who was a pro, but he had a um, he he had a disability. He had a leg. I can't remember who it was now. Keegan was it Keegan? Somebody American guy. And he actually got. Dispensation to use a cart. The cart, yeah. But you generally, I think you have to. Uh... I got asked to do a um, golf tournament charity uh, this week, and uh, one of my mates, Andy Flint, and I uh, said, "Yep, I'm quite happy to drive the drinks cart around." <laughs> That's about me too, mate. That's about me too. Yeah, my golf career is far in the past. It far, is. far in the it past is. with my golf clubs. Frustrating. Yeah. Hey, uh, we've got a few texts here on double eight, double three that have come through. Morning, Kempe. Uh, what a joke. The Sazler situation is makes the Warriors off field stuff look good. Oh, it is. It's uh yeah, old manly boy too, which makes it hard hard to uh to read. I've been reading what Scott Penn has been saying, the owner, mm. about Des Hasler and blaming basically the coaching staff, not the not the uh the issues with that the players and the and the rainbow stuff that happened this year, saying that they've actually got a team that win a premiership. So I reckon this is going to play out a lot more. Trebojevic is maybe on the move. Yeah, well, like Tom Trebojevic has already hit his manager up, apparently. It's caused a split in the squad. We've talked about that. But those guys, you know, Hasler wasn't bagging the guys uh, who decided not to play because the rainbow jersey thing. He was bagging the club for not informing them that it was happening. So the players had no say. say. At the time, I thought Desi Hasler handled it exceptionally Mm. well. You know, to have to come out and and how how he handled it. First class. So, um, on the back of it to to, to lose your job, oh, that's really disappointing. Yeah, I think so, and especially as a absolute dead set uh, manly legend. What would you give me then if 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 Desi's gone? There's disruption in the camp. Your star player wants out. What what money would you give me on on the seagulls well, for the spoon? Yeah, I don't think. Well, if they keep the same side, they're not going to end up with a spoon because they've got too much class. But the the question is. Um, would the Warriors sign him and bring Trebojevic with him? Jake and Tom, package deal. Take it, mate. Yeah. He can, he'll bring half that team with him. Yeah, yeah, but it's not the worst idea. It's not the worst idea. I wonder if there's any out clauses with Webster. Well, of course, you know what contracts are like. There's an out clause every day. Yeah. <laughs> Depends who you are, mate. Depends who you are as to, as to how that looks. Uh, this is uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast here on SENZ. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to be talking Rugby League World Cup. Yes, Josh Alloway is going to be with us. Also, we'll talk uh, racing too with Graham Richardson. After 8 o'clock, it's George Bridge in the house to talk about his move to France. Time now, though, for news and sport with Aroha for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. For 
and digestive well-being with Neutralife Ultra Strength Turmeric from $31.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Just gone four past seven here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Uh, Izzy's going to join us just after seven thirty, actually, live from uh, the golf course. You, where do you reckon he is? Is he in the uh, is he in the putting green or is he in the driving range? Oh, up? he's he's he reckons he's off at eight, so uh, I reckon he's out there hitting a few. The big show, Izzy Dag hitting a few. Probably an over the lake, lots of clear water there. He reckons uh, he reckons pretty hard hard course to get around. So I just want to ask him how many balls he's put in the in the bag today. I wonder how his knee goes. Yeah, well, that's another question. You know, like walking 18, 18 holes, tough gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Tough gig. But he's he reckons be working on a swing, um, and yeah, let's just let's just hope he can get the job done. I suppose if the straighter you hit it, the less you have to walk, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know that's not me and you, eh? No, 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 no. Me, I'm, we're like, um, well, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm like a, I'm like a pinball dots. machine, mate. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's a, it's a, that, that game used to play connect the dots, you know, like, where do I go next? <laughs> exactly, mate, exactly. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking to Izzy after 7.30. Also, Graham Richardson uh, on the Stars of Spring as well. We're going to talk to him about some racing. Uh, and off the back fence with Kempi, not too far away. We have a few texts come through, though, Kempi. Uh, this one um, from Zaid. Uh, Auckland are going to win tonight, 1-12. to 12. Uh, Come on, Auckland. And then he's, he's got Chelsea to beat Villa this weekend, and the Kiwis going to beat Lebanon, which I think those are both pretty safe bets. Yeah, that's a pretty good multi. Why don't you have a crack at that, Zaid? Yeah, yeah, do it, mate. Do it. Keep your texts coming through uh, on double eight double three, and you can call us on the uh, Kenar Tire phone line 0800 150 811 because uh, we do have the last chance for you to win that Ego Power Plus 40 centimetre line IQ trimmer thanks to Ego Tools for our caller of the week as well. We're going to announce that at the end of the hour. Um, a couple more texts uh, coming through. Is he playing with Thomas Woods today? New Zealand long drive champ. He hits it a mile. Oh, yeah. That's good intel. That's a bit of a bonus for Izzy. He's going to have. A, uh, hopefully, he's not going to fall for the old two card trick. I'm going to outdrive you. Yeah, why? Well, because you, then your head goes right, and you're That's not right. thinking about the right thing. This is not a long drive competition, is he? <laughs> That's right. That's what, Just get your numbers right. It's what it's about. Uh, we've also had a text asking, "Morning, boys. Where are we going to be able to watch the league? Well, uh, New Zealand. Uh, sorry, the Rugby League World Cup is on Spark Sport, isn't it? Well, Spark Sport. Yeah, they're doing a good job uh, putting it on there. And look, I'm. I don't really care. I'm, I'll be watching 
spark sport. I'll be watching replays. I'll be just analysing it uh, and getting ready for the finals in the run home. Uh, hopefully, as it's as it. It's as good as 2008, Ricardo. Yeah. One of the best nights I've ever had. Well, mate, I look at this World Cup and the way it's structured and the groups. Like, So there's England, France, Greece, Samoa, right? Um, I think Samoa, every chance they win that group. Australia, Fiji, Italy, Scotland. You'd probably say that Fiji comes second in that group, given what they've got. Uh, the Italians aren't bad. The Scots aren't bad, but not enough uh, NRL Fiji, players. 100%. Yep. Um, New Zealand, Lebanon, Jamaica, Ireland. Yep. So it's out of Lebanon and Ireland, but I'm picking Lebanon because of the Mitchell Moses, Adam Dooley um, yeah. combination at seven and six. Yeah, I didn't know this. Do you know Adam Dooley is um, Michael Checker's nephew? No. Yeah. No. And yeah. Michael Checker's a coach. How, yeah. how, how about that? I know. How good, eh? How good is that? Uh, and then Tonga. With Wales, PNG, and the Cooks, um, are they a bit of a smoky? The Cooks under, t- under Tony Udo? Uh, yeah, they if they can beat Papua New Guinea, they could sneak that second spot. Mm, yeah, you know, Tonga, so Tonga should have waltzed that group though. Tonga, Tonga will be working on their combinations. I know about Tonga. I think Samoa have got a better spine than Tonga, um, but but Tonga have got more passion. Yeah, and more power probably. That's a right. Bit more power so up front. yeah, and they've and they've worked harder together over the over the last sort of four or five years. So yeah. that's what uh, I'm pretty sure Josh wants to emulate when we talk to him. Yeah, we're going to talk to him shortly. But before that, uh, we go to our very own Izzy Dag. Uh, he's coming to us live. We were going to do him at seven thirty, but uh, we've pushed him. We've pushed him up the order uh, because you know <laughs> it's just how important he is. Um, uh, Israel Woods, how are you, sir? Oh. <laughs> You wouldn't believe it. I'm actually playing with a young kid called Thomas Woods. I'm going to be calling him Tiger all day. So. <laughs> the longest I'm driver, not, too. He's apparently the longest drive champ. Oh, mate, honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to bomb these pros. I'm going to go, what have you been doing your whole lives, boys? Come on. I'm like me. It's a bit of, bit of chit-chat, but nah, I'm, I'm first up. It's a beautiful morning here. I've just been and, and warmed up. I never warm up for golf, so this could go pear-shaped. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. How's the how's the uh, the sleep last night, mate? The nutrition you you've fueled well. Uh, I had three asides and a half bottle of red. Uh, I don't know if that helps. <laughs> carb loading, carb loading, brother. That's what we like. Oh, carb loading. I'm, I'm feeling good, boys. Um, I don't know, this is, this is a great opportunity to sign with some of the best in the country, so I'm, I'm super excited. I, I signed it really well yesterday, I was happy. Um, but hey, that, yesterday counts for nothing today and uh, really a real fun. How many balls have you got in the bag? Plenty of water where you're going? <laughs> I'm, a bit, I'm a bit wary, Kip. I've got balls, but I'm thinking, might have to go buy a couple more. So, um, yesterday I, lost, I think I lost two, um, which was which is foreign, off the black tees, so it's a bit longer. But, um, yeah, I've got eight. That might be enough. But if not, I might just have to throw it if I can borrow a couple. Is that legal? Oh, mate, it'd be, be sweet. I, well, I was more worried, uh, more interested in how many asahis you got in the bag than how many balls you got in the bag, just quietly. Oh, well, I, I, it's funny you say that, actually. I've got a few in there. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just a just a little tip too, uh, Izzy. If you're following Jam tomorrow, just closed in at nine bucks. Oh wow, he is, mate. Honestly, loves swimming in the mud, so he's a good bet, eh? Well, as long as that rain keeps coming down, we'll have to talk to Papa Pete later on yeah. and make sure that uh, he's out there doing that rain dance in the Hawks Bay. <laughs> All right, boys. I'll get a little up. It's a huge day for you. Hope 
we get the job done, but if you do, are we going to see you Monday or what? Uh, might be down. I might be down uh, your way for a few days. I think we'll both celebrate together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, go well today. Make sure you uh, you slay it. I want to hear some of that chit chat. I want those texts coming through. How you're destroying them mentally. Okay. <laughs> okay, brother. I'll T- get into the head. Tell them the black tees are the all black tees, bro, because that's where the big dogs <laughs> play from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, is he? Go well, brother. Good luck today. I think we've lost him. I think he's gone. But uh, good well, uh, good luck uh, qualifying for the New Zealand Open. I wish you all the best. Uh, this is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, Ricardo and Fizzy, because, of course, we know why. And now, uh, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Well, it's been a long time coming, but the Rugby League World Cup is finally here, and what an opener we have in store. The home side, England, will face the highly touted Samoan side, which features some real stars, including six Penrith players fresh off a premiership. Manly's Josh Olawai is another star who will be donning the blue jersey, the number 13 this weekend, and he joins us this morning on SENZ. Good morning, Josh. How's things up there in the UK, mate? Hey, thank you for having me. First of all, um, really exciting times, like you said. Um, this preparation for the World Cup has been um, pretty intense and, and pretty full on, but you know we're loving the experience being here in the UK and um, Saturday's getting really close now. Hey, Josh, it's obviously the game of the round, England up against uh, a very, very good Samoan side. What's it been like sitting up there uh, and what's the media been like following both you and England this week? Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's fair to say um, respectfully that this could be one of the strongest teams that all Samoa's ever put together. Yeah. But um, we're well aware that um, England are a very, very strong side. Um, we're even more aware that um, it means nothing taking a strong team on paper if we don't perform. So um, all the raps and, and all the hype and all the build-up mean nothing if we don't get out there and perform well. Josh, if Ricardo here, mate. It feels like this Samoa side... Um, where it's stronger probably than it has been in the past is, is in the halves. You know, um, you've always had good forwards and, and good outside backs, but uh, someone to steer the ship. But now you've got, you know, Jerome, you've got Chanel, you've got Anthony Milford in this Samoan side. I mean, it, it feels like it's got everything to succeed. Yeah, Ricardo, you're right. Um, I think, oh, mate, from, from 1 to 17, there's a huge, huge battle for positions. Um, like, like uh, which is a really good, really good problem to have. Um, yep, we've got very, very tidy um, game managers, and I think that's going to play a really big part in um, how we perform, is how we manage our game, and and things like that. It's, it's it is really exciting, and I do want to echo once again that uh, we need to get out there and, and perform really well, or or this this team on paper means nothing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, big game against the Poms. You win this, you win the group, means you don't have to play Tonga until later in the tournament, which is always good, mate. Um, I do have to ask you, though, uh, you, you're wearing the number 13 jersey. It seems to be a, a little bit of a trend in rugby league at the moment. You know, we've got Joseph Tarpany, he's playing, he's always been a prop, really, playing 13 now more more often for the Kiwis. Uh, is, is, is that a trend that we're seeing? I mean, you all tend to be more of a prop, but you're playing lock now for Samoa in this game against England? Yeah, in Clubland, um, I tend to play in the front row. We've got Jake Trebojevic, who plays number 13 for us. But um, internationally, I've, I've often worn the 13 jersey. Um, they can be they can be played very similarly. And um, uh, I kind of know what, what role I need to take um, 
for this team. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess it does happen that way in Clubland. Some of the front rowers can convert into into locks, and you don't have to change your game style too much. Hey, Josh. We've been listening to Jerome Luai and Brian Toho talk about Tongan's impact on the international game. They've beaten England, New Zealand and Australia. Um, and they're talking about you guys wanting to sort of emulate that. Can you give me a little bit of an understanding of how you guys have prepared, knowing that Tong- how successful Tongan's been and how, how you guys are going to emulate that? Yeah, I guess it started from... Um people who had the opportunity to join other international sides, choosing um, to put Samoa first on their priority list. You know, that's made a lot of noise. There's been kind of, there's been a number of us who had the opportunity to play for for other, what you'd call, you know, bigger sides or first-tier nations, but um, have turned it down to play for Samoa. So, so that's that's the start. And then the next thing to, to make the same kind of noise as, as Tonga did is... is, is um, really get out there and shake up this World Cup, which which we're confident in, in doing so. Uh, Josh, you've got Italian heritage as well, and in 2017 you were selected for the Italian squad but had to pull out. Um, was that a conversation you had ahead of this World Cup as well? Did they approach you as well? Yeah, I think that was um, <laughs> that was fiftieth generation Italian. <laughs> I don't think I would have ever been. I don't think I would have ever been eligible. Um, I had an injury in the last World Cup, so I wasn't able to play. But um, no, no, that's that wasn't uh, that that wasn't on the list. Hey, hey, Josh, just talking a little bit about the spine. Ricardo's touched on it. You know, you've got uh, a a decent backline, basically the Penrith Grand Final backline, uh, but it ain't going to go yeah. that well if Anthony Milford. Um, and Fanua Brown and, of course, Luai don't click. What is your spine looking like during training this week? Do they look like they're going to uh, ex- sort of express and get your back line on fire? Yeah, so so we know what kind of game we want to play in. Because um, the boys were late in coming over to the UK because they had their grand final commitments, um, we haven't had probably as much time together as we would have liked, but it started to come together really nicely. Um our kind of game style really suits um, Jerome and, and Milford being able to connect together. I think um, I, I've got all the confidence in the world that uh, they're, they're going to be able to manage our game nicely. And um, that, that comes off the back of things like, like go forward, like defending well, um, just all working in sync. Uh, I feel like we're going to do that really well come Saturday. Josh, we had the news yesterday that um, Manly have parted company with your coach, Des Hasler. Um, what was your reaction to that news, mate? And um, I mean, I guess it's difficult being over there, but you know, where, where are you with that? I mean, are you in Desi's camp or, or uh, were you surprised at the news? Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to comment on it too much, but um, I will be honest with you, I was pretty devastated. And... Um, yeah, I'll probably leave it at that. I was pretty devastated at it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, a bit surprising. Hey, hey, Josh, just before we let you go, we, whereabouts are the strengths in England? What do we need to watch out for uh, when we're watching the game on Saturday? Uh, where, when England bring to what do they bring to the table? Um, I guess the question for you is, um, what do you think about when you you think of this Tour more team? Is, is strong and powerful and aggressive and physical. Um, it doesn't matter too much about what they're going to bring. We know they're very capable. They're, they're a very good side. But when you think of Tua Samoa, when you think of our Samoan people, 
that's our game style and that's what we need to bring. And if we bring that correctly, um, we'll trouble anyone in this tournament. Hey, Josh, thanks very much for giving us some time, mate. I really appreciate it. And best of luck to Samoa. You know that New Zealand's going to be uh, supporting you against the Poms this weekend. And we want to see that Tonga Samoa semi-final at the Rugby League World Cup. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, thank you to the to the Prince of Doncaster and, and the so-called <laughs> King of Doncaster, Carl Hall, um, for teeing it up. I really appreciate it, you having me on. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. S-E-N-Z. The back fence with Tony Kemp. Here we go again. Another review of a sporting organisation by a Sport New Zealand contractor delivering another damning report. We all know how it goes. Let's have a review by our national Sport New Zealand body so that we can deflect the real issues and carry on operating as per usual. Same people, same results. Danny Hay is the latest high-performing coach to be subjected to a national body review and used as a scapegoat. Every sport has used this method to paper over the real issues and keep the same board of directors and CEO operating within that business. For Danny Hay, however, who has done a fantastic job coaching the All Whites, he has become another statistic of the dreaded Sport New Zealand review. This whole process always shows a serious lacking of leadership from both the board and CEOs, and instead of the issue being dealt with, Danny Hay loses his job. For me, the politics that ruin good people has to stop. Leadership starts with Sport New Zealand. Stop the so-called independent reviews. They simply aren't independent, and they always seem to predict the board and the CEO where the real lack of leadership is happening. Bring back Danny Hay, I say, and let him finish the fantastic job he has started. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. 100%, 100% agree with everything you just said there, Kempi, because one of the things that I think gets overlooked, people talk, it's, oh, they've got an independent review. That's great. Who pays the invoice for the independent reviewer? Yeah. Go, the board. It's, it's a, that's right. <laughs> you know? Well, it's, man, I've been talking about these reviews. Cycling's been through one. What happened? Kept the same board. You know, your rugby league's been through, I talk about it all the time, 400,000 of them. What happened? Keeps the same board. And uh, now we're just finding another way to to have a review and paper over the issue, the real issues, which is leadership. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, what you're talking about is leadership. Danny Hay, see, one of the things, Ricardo, between sport in this country and understanding amateur sport and professional sport is a massive gap. Mm. And what you have is you have a bunch of professionals. So you have Chris Woods and the like saying, we need to keep Danny Hay. Professionals. Yeah. Play full time, get paid decent amount of money. And then you have an amateur organisation saying, no, no, we need to go to market. And the only way we can get rid of him, let's have a review. you know. And I read a bit of Don McKinnon's review saying, oh, he's an autocratic coach. Mate, I haven't met a coach that doesn't have any, any autocratic part in his body. Because they're demanding. They want you to win. And Chris and, and um, Danny Hay is a prime example of that. He wants to win. He wants to win, and he knows the system. He's played at the top level. He's played Champions League football. He's played Premier League football. Professional. He's a professional, right? A lot of the people we have at our high-performance end have, don't have that experience. They've done the coaching courses, and they've done all that stuff, and that's great. That's fine. I don't have an issue with any of that, but don't tell someone who's been where Danny is how to do his job. 
That's the problem, I think. And this high performance issue, like you can't get the high performance of the NZ soccer alongside the the top team. It's, be, it's probably because he had better people. You know what I mean? It's probably because he knows what it takes to get his team out there and get one game away from going to the World Cup in this small country in the biggest the biggest sport in the world. Like, to lose him, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to go out and op- open up the market and say, come over here, one of the best coaches in the world, and do this part-time job, which is probably worth a couple of hundred grand a year? Hmm. Mate, you've, you actually had the best person. Yep. And he's been used as a scapegoat. I, I feel really. Agree. I feel really. When I when I read that about Danny Hay earlier in the week, I was like, "Here we go again." Yeah, and the thing is too that this is really going to put the cat amongst the pigeons with the team, because the players won't be happy. Like I'll guarantee you now that Tommy Smith will retire. He'll be like, "Ah, oh, I'm not bothered then. I'm not going to come back to New Zealand if this is the way they're going to be." So we can say goodbye to Tommy Smith. I think it would not surprise me at all if we get the same from Chris Wood. You know, he's thirty now. He's got a professional contract at Newcastle. He's not the starting striker now. He can go, all right, sort of, I'll, I'll just concentrate on my professional career for the next five years because that's what I've got left. Wouldn't surprise me if we lose a bunch of players over this because of the way it's been handled from New Zealand football. And I think I think one of the, the really polarising um, aspects of what's been happening over the last couple of years that I've been seeing is that the players are out outshining the actual directors and CEOs. Yeah. So if you look at cycling and the amount of gold medals they won, at the Com Games, it won't be. It wasn't because of cycling New Zealand. It was because of athletes that knew what they were doing. Look at the young girl that went over and and paid her own way to win a gold medal just yep. recently. Um, the same thing could be said about the rugby league team. Yeah, Neve Fisher Black, I think that was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Neve. And and then you've got the the rugby league boys, arguably the best team in the country, working for an organisation that's struggling. Um, and now what we see the same thing with Danny Hay. There is a definite disconnect between understanding professionalism mm-hmm. and working in a, a national amateur organisation here in New Zealand. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. Mate, I totally, I totally agree with you there, Kempi. And it, 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 that's the thing, you know. Danny was implicated, though. They, they suggested, I don't know if they outright said it, but they, they suggested that he, um, I, don't, I don't know if they ever used the word bullying, but there was a bit of, you know, that he was, it's hard to deal with and things. But Danny just knows what he wants and he knows how to get it. And he's put guys around him. Who's he got? Neil Emblem, former pro from the UK. Darren Baisley, former pro from the UK. Rory Fallon's a Kiwi, but ostensibly a, a pro, former pro from the UK, played all through the English system, right? Prof- uh, professionals. Professionals who know the game at the, that level. It's great having high-performance people who know the game and can do all the things in the courses and everything, but that's from an amateur local level. Uh, the two don't don't have to meet. You know, you don't. You can have a standalone team. I mean, it's like the All Blacks, right? Do you, do you think that the All Blacks management listen to the high-performance people at New Zealand Rugby? No. And the, and, the, and the thing you're talking about here is you don't have the players coming out supporting your coach. Mm. Like, if you're that bad, yep. you don't have the Chris Woods coming out and saying, mate, keep Danny Hay. No, exactly. What are, you, what are you guys doing? Sort Danny Hay's contract out. What Danny doesn't do is suffer fools, and he's not afraid to tell Good. you if you've made a mistake. And and I respect people like that. Yeah. I respect people like that. Danny Hay's gone, we can actually take this team further if you guys sort your shit out. Yeah. Hundred percent, and I think that's what upsets people at the top end, and that's why we end up with things like this. Uh, we did have a text through before, actually asking if Winston Reid would be putting his hand up to coach the All Whites. Well, one, I don't think he's qualified, but two, he will be firmly in the Danny Hay camp. So I doubt he'll want anything more to do with New Zealand football after this. Yeah, and I, and, and that's the really sad part about this is that the, the the cracks get papered over, the problems don't go away, and we'll have an. I'm look, I'm I'm tired of reviews. 
I'm tired of our sports using reviews as an excuse to get the um, the same results for the for the governors and the and the and the people that are running the operations because that's what needs to be sorted out. Yeah, can you get your thoughts on this? Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. That is the Kenard's Hire phone line. You can call us any time. Uh, we'll take some of your calls after the, the latest choices flooring poll. After the latest with Araha News and Sport with Kubota standing together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. So what you want? One bourbon. Twenty-five to eight on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Ricardo very kindly filling in for Izzy this morning as he swings through his life at Clearwater at the Charles Open. And boys, that gave me an idea for our choices for him poll today. What is more unlikely to happen this weekend? Is it for Izzy to make the cut at Clearwater in the Charles Open? Is it um, Scotland to upset the Black Ferns? Is it the Kiwis losing to Lebanon? Or Kimby Toss Jam not winning the Livermore? I just can't. I mean, I think it's almost guaranteed, Kimby. It's a tough one. <laughs> you can find that on the SEN Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. Yeah, it's a, it's a toughie, isn't it? I mean, mm. look, Jam's a certainty to me. I mean... You know, maybe the Lebanon, Lebanon upsetting the Kiwis. You're saying what is most unlikely? Are you trying to wind more? me up? Yeah, what is most unlikely? So, so you know, I mean, it's very unlikely the Kiwis are going to lose to Lebanon. Yeah, that's not going to happen, mate. That's not going to happen. I mean, oh, that, that's where I'm voting. I'm going to go on the SCNZ app now, and I'm going to hit that as my option. Okay, I mean, I can't. And is he making the cut at Clearwater? Is he going to be playing Sunday, boys? I, look, I, I actually think as he's going to hit a, have a really good round. I think I think that's what high performing athletes do is they get in amongst other blokes and they just focus. So it's not a round of, of golf with his mates, you know, where you relax and you're hitting the ball. Every single shot that he does today will mean something to him and I think he's gonna hit it quite well. Yeah, I I think I, I think there's definitely more chance he's playing on Sunday than the Kiwis lose to Lebanon. Hundred <laughs> percent. What about the Black Ferns losing though? I feel like the Black Ferns losing is probably the no, yeah. yeah, probably the Black Ferns losing is the least likely, right? Well, I would say that's pretty close with the Kiwis in Lebanon, to be honest. I watched that Black Ferns um, program last night on Netflix. I, I got through two-thirds of it. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing I noticed about the Black Ferns today as of opposed this time last year, the fitter. Yeah. They are they are definitely fitter. So Wayne Smith has, has gone to work with them and got them in reasonable shape for this tournament. Um, I can't see them losing to Scotland, to be honest. Oh, by Joseph. the way, they're actually playing. Sorry, they're playing Wales, not Scotland. Wales, yeah, my was, bad. <laughs> that's, that's not unusual. Yeah, they're the Izzy uh, <laughs> and Kempy for breakfast. Your home of nearly correct information. Uh, thanks to <laughs> thanks to to Justin Field uh, producing. Uh, through the through the glass there. Uh, now we did have um, uh, we do have I should say an ego power tool caller of the week giveaway, which we're going to announce at the end of this hour. Um, we have an ego power plus forty centimeter line IQ trimmer kit. All thanks to Ego Tools. Uh, that is for the call of the week, and Joe's called through on oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. How's Gizzy this morning, Joe? Oh, it's, it's a bit uh, overcast first day of the AMP show here. Boys, so uh, just having a coffee with uh, Bridgie's old man out of here, Parakei. Just keep a bit of oil on uh, on what's happening. I won't drop anything in it, so you know, so he can have his 
glory of the next hour. But um, definitely agree with uh, boys who have done their time. And other players have come in and they're not getting selected. They get the phone call. It's time to move on, especially outside backs. They've only got a certain period in this game where uh, where you can get to make some moolah. So let's go to France and uh, and Bridgie's going to have a great time over there and make a fortune and be able to pay off the old man's farm. So that'll be great. And just thinking, it's absolutely despicable what's happening with our Danny Hay. You know, it's it's New Zealand sport over and over and over again. Look at what happened to Knowles. You know, in the netball, they got rid of her, they had to bring her back. Yeah, and, and she brings the team back up again. And we'll look what happens the other night with the Constellation Cup. It, it's it's what's happening in the league, and she keeps saying, Kempi, run by Muppets who uh, get $300 every meeting, so they're having meetings five nights a week. You know, it's just, it's just we, we as a country can't get a head around. Let the professionals who have played the game, who have, you know, sweated the, the hard work, get in there and run the game. And the, the high-performance, so-called high-performance people just take a step backwards, you know. How about kicking up half your salaries, right, put it in the pot, and let's kind of see where we can take more, the players that we have built, the players we have actually, you know, brought through our systems and let them, let them run the games in each of the facets or each of the sports because at the moment you're thinking, right, where he took us, everybody in New Zealand was a football fan. Yep. You know, you've got hardcore rugby league fans, you know, triathlete fans, surfing fans, everybody watching footy. And Woods, Woods has got the option not to play for New Zealand every time. That means legging it back from Newcastle, right, which any man in their, in their right mind want to leg out of anyway. But he's legging it back from Newcastle every time with a Bolinuki brown ale coming down here and, and probably on his own dime half the time, John. You know? And, and in the end, He's, he's sitting at top, uh, press conference saying, listen, this is our man. This is our man. And so what do we do? We let him go and we have a review. And that's exactly right. You know, when, when, when you've got athletes in the professional era, you know, this is the other thing, Ricardo. Professionalism compared to what they did in the 80s with John Adshed mm. is totally different. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you you haven't got Winton Rufer running around kicking kicking all those those goals over in Europe. You've got every player doing that these days and keeping up with the best in the in the world. And for Danny Hay to do what he's done, you put that into context. So when you have got someone like Chris Woods coming up and advocating that he's the man to do the job, when you if you're not listening, you have got rocks in your head. Yeah, doing seriously. That's exactly right, and I know for one of the one of the massive issues that we have down here because a lot of our Olympic sports aren't professional. All right, so we've got all these high performance people that sit in these high performance centres that haven't been part of professional um, mm. setups, and then you've got these professional sports people coming back playing sport for us in this country, being delivered by amateurs that have never experienced professionalism. What Danny Hay and his team have basically done is said, well, actually we can deliver better because we've been there, we know what's done. And they haven't been able to move with him. They should have moved with him, not moved against him. And and the moving against him is the model that we currently go through. Oh, the only way we can move him is to have a review and blame him. Yeah. We're actually not dealing with the issue. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. We've got to stop doing these reviews. Well, I think a review, if it needs, like, you know, if something is a complete and absolute, um, you know, storm, then fair enough. But this wasn't. You know what I mean? And this has been, as you say, it's like when you when companies restructure as a way of of moving people on. It, it's it restructure it misses, isn't really needed, but it, they just give job titles a different name. It, it actually 
misses the main area of concern mm. because it focuses, it sends it the focus onto somewhere else except the problem. Well, I did have a, I had a message come through from a mate saying, well, you know, I wonder about if his KPIs and if part of his KPIs was making the World Cup and we didn't. And I was like, well, that's fair if that is the case. But if you're New Zealand football, given how badly this is going down, wouldn't you have led with that? <laughs> you know, wouldn't you have said straight off the bat he didn't make the World Cup, so we're going to go in a different direction? But they haven't said that, so I doubt that that's the case. Well, the, the only thing the only thing that I can I can see that they're leading with for Danny Hay was saying that he was an autocratic leader. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing about his performance. Well, the thing, I ask you this: if you don't want an if you don't want an autocratic leader, and you want it as 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 coached by committee, and you don't make the World Cup, then do you fire the board? That's my point. You know. That's the thing. You want an autocratic league because it comes down to him. It's his job on the line. He's the one that has to make the call. So it has to be, uh, he has to have the accountability, but he also has to have the ability to make the calls he wants to make to do his job properly. And, and, and in effect, and it's actually um, the asylum being run by the by the, the people that live in there. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually autocratic. Yeah. It's exactly. actually autocratic behaviour. Like, totally. get, get gone. Get gone. 17 away from 8 when we come back. We're talking racing with Graham Richardson. We've seen and heard champions make history year in, year out on the biggest racing stages. These are the many stars of spring. It's Izzy and Kepi for breakfast. Ricardo in for Izzy. You can call us anytime. Remember on the Kennard's higher phone line 0800 150 811 or send us a text to temper bedpost double eight double three. our text machine. Already a couple coming in for our next guest, Kempi. Yes, it's right. And after a successful career over in Aussie, Defibrillate, Defibrillate, D, that's hard to say, eh, Joe, will make his return to New Zealand Group 1 racing this weekend when he lines up in the liver mole. Yes, I can't wait. Then on Sunday, another horse that we haven't seen in a while, Bonnie Lass, will make an appearance in the Group 3 Swinesh Stakes at Rotorua. Both horses are trained by Baz's neighbour, Graham Richardson, who joins us on the line now. Morena, Graham, how are you this morning? Uh, good morning. How are you guys? Yeah, really good, mate. Hey, um, Defibrillate, how do you think it'll go, mate, uh, with the track being anticipated as being heavy? Yeah, it is a bit of, con- bit of a concern, I- I've got to say. Like, he's won, I think he's unbeaten on a slow heavy track in Australia, but in saying that uh, their, their heavy tracks are a little bit better than our heavy tracks at the moment. So it is a, it is a, a, a bit of a worry, and going first up over a mile and a quarter, but he's... He is Ford, um, and he looks he looks amazing. He's a very happy horse, but I'd love to have seen the track um, a dead to, um, slow track or soft track now. So yeah, mm. but it is what mm. it is. You know, it's a bit of a question mark. Um, yeah, just don't know. But he's a pretty handy horse. That he is. That he is. Mate, after yeah, after it's se- a bit of a concern. Is it? Yeah. After seeing that, yeah. I was just going to say, after seeing that soft track and Mata Mata last said they, do you regret not running him in the in the Arrowfield? He couldn't. No, not at all, because uh, he's no way he's going to beat La Creek. No way in the world. How and, good was uh, she? Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was very impressive. On top of the ground. I'm glad I didn't. I didn't want to flatten him. It was, it was two options I had. I would run him over the mile. And then, uh, and, uh, and a week later, back him up in the mile and a quarter, and always knowing that he's going to be a better chance at the mile and a quarter. Mm. Uh, and I didn't want to do that to him. It's, it's no right decision to make, but the, the better one was just to, to run him in the mile and a quarter first up. And he is forward. 
Yeah. And what about uh, Bonnie Less, mate? You, you got Bonnie Less running around on Sunday on the Group 3 Swinese Stakes in Rotorua. How's, uh, how's that looking? Yeah, good. Oh, she's very well. She's twice the horse this year. She's really strong. Uh, you know, she, her, her trial at Matamata was really good. Haven't done too much with her in the sense she's very good fresh. So she's, uh, I took her to her and Fribble to Rotorua last week just for a, a hit out and something different. And, uh, and by the way, the track was in really good order. So uh, I was really chuffed about that. So it was it was heavy, but uh, it's, it would have dried up heaps between us oh, since then. I don't know how much rain they've had, but uh, she she is she's flying, Bonnie Lass. So uh, and looks amazing. It's good to hear. And and the goal for her is is it the railway? The goal is the railway, and uh, probably after Sunday, she more than likely will go to the county's bowl. I think about the 19th of November maybe, and then we'll keep her fresh and, and run on the railway. But yes, uh, that's the goal. And then we'll look at maybe Wellington and then then Tarapa in February and, and, then, uh, and then possibly Australia. Nice, nice. Hey, just before we let you go, mate, have you seen much yeah. of your old mate Baz lately? What's he like as an owner? Oh, he's good. Uh, we've got a, you know, we've got a couple of horses together and uh, no, nah, we, we get on well, so he's, he's a good mate. But no, I haven't seen him in the last few days. I don't know what he's up to. But, um, <laughs> no one knows what he's up to. <laughs> uh, he's good. Look, no, we, um, we, you know, we've got uh, a couple of horses there and we've got shares, both got shares in a long row filly. It's a really nice filly. And um, we've had Rabada. He's, he'll win another race or two, that's for sure. He's just, um, he's a lot stronger this time. And then, and um, you know we've got an eminent filly. It's a nice filly, and uh, and um, so we're looking to things to look forward to. Actually, nice Graham. Hey, uh, thanks a lot for joining Izzy and Kempy for breakfast this morning on SENZ. Uh, good luck on the weekend, the Liver Mole, and of course uh, Group Three Swinney Stakes in Rotorua with Bonnie Less. Thanks a lot for joining us. Oh, no problem. Any time, guys. Any time. Here's uh, Graham Richardson there with us. I uh, did get a text through from Richard saying, Lade's got to be a breakfast club Cornella tomorrow, doesn't it? Just ask me and defibrillate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll pay juicy odds too if you're going to have a crack at that. So uh, that's from Richie. Get out there, mate. Give it a crack. Get amongst. Get, get amongst. amongst it. Yeah, six away from eight here on SENZ. And we're a minute away from eight o'clock. After eight o'clock, George Bridge is going to join us and uh, we're going to talk about uh, where his future might lie uh, in the professional game. Uh, got to announce to our Ego Power Tools Caller of the Week, uh, Nick from Dunedin. Well done, mate. You have won an Ego Power Plus 40 centimetre line IQ trimmer kit. All thanks to Ego Tools. That's what happens when you ring us and tell us how wonderful That's we are. Right. That's how easy. It, <laughs> That's how easy it is. Like get your get your best chat on and call into SENZ and win a Ego Power Tool. It's that easy. Well done, Nick. Yeah, well done, to Nick. And uh, just coming out of the news as well. Uh, we're going to go to Araha shortly. But uh, hey, if you're in Palmy, Manawatu going to be hosting the Canes for the first time since 2019. How good against the Western Force next season. It is time though with Kubota together. We are shaping and building New Zealand. Here's Araha with news and sport. Chemist Warehouse October catalogue and find Dolce & Gabbana K50ml for just $79.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ.
Four past eight o'clock here on your Friday morning. How good is it to be Friday? Loving Friday, that, Kempe. Friday, fun day, love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, we uh, are in the last hour of uh, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Izzy's just teeing off as we speak, just teeing off and is, uh, at, at the uh, Charles Open. From the All Black Tees? Yeah, from the All Black Tees. <laughs> the ones right off the back. Uh, the ones right off the back. Coming up uh, this hour, we're going to catch up with uh, Pip Morris from the TAB, get a look at what's happening this weekend. Also, um, I think we're going to touch base. Are we going to touch base with Louis to, to, to do love, a love racing update? Is he? Are we going to get him at the airport, or is he going to be uh, too deep in the quarry lounge for us Louis, to be able to talk to him? Louis off grid. Uh, nah, you know what, boys? I'll give you a tip. Okay. I'll give you some Joe's Dirt at 8.30. Oh, Joe's <laughs> Dirt. All right, I'm liking that. Joe's Dirt sounds way better than uh, than, than Louis' tips. And then uh, we've got the Friday tip will come in your way as uh, well. Uh, right now, though, uh, joining us on the show is uh, one of Linda's fans' finest finest pupils. Uh, he's the uh, fourth highest try scorer in Crusaders history as well. He's a 12 try all black 19 test matches and he joins us now. I've got to say uh, bonjour, ça va? Allez-vous? George Bridge, how are you this morning, sir? Bonjour, fellas. I'm good, thank you. How are you guys going? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. How is, how is the French? Have you been taking lessons at all? Just just uh, just asking? Not, not for any reason? Just asking? Uh, um... I downloaded Joe Lingo, but it's pretty tough going. Not my type of learning, but um, oh, I think once I get over there, um, be around it all day, every day, so hopefully pick up on it. Hey, George, just tell us, how did this all come about, mate? Was it uh, always planned that you were heading up to, to France at the at this stage of your career? Uh, nah, to be honest, like, uh, obviously the, the goal was to head to the World Cup next year, but... Um, Things uh, probably didn't go my way the last couple of years. It's been a reasonably tough couple of years. But um, no, Montpellier hit me up sort of earlier on in the year, which was um, pretty surprising. And I thought I'd just may as well have a Zoom and see what they've got to say to me. And um, sort of went from there and then didn't make the initial all-back squad this year. So I was like, oh, sort of had a pretty big decision to make and then um, yeah, I was sort of in one for a little while there but I think sort of everything was leading to heading overseas so um, sort of committed to it and came to terms with the, the decision and um, pretty exciting now. Yeah, very exciting George. So I mean, you know, obviously we saw the the All Black team named for, that, for the Northern Hemisphere Tour. How long before that had you signed with Montpellier? Uh, so it's been in the works for a while so and it was um, pretty much after just after the initial Irish squad was named that um, we'd sort of been chatting, and so obviously didn't make that squad. So I was thinking, oh, um, sort of started thinking of some pretty big decisions to make, and yeah. It was something that I, I looked at this season, you know, the Super Rugby season, because I, I didn't think you got the opportunities you probably should have uh, at the Crusaders this season either. I mean, was it ever an option? Did you have a phone call? For, I know Beavers talked about you potentially going to the Chiefs or down the road at the Highlanders. Was 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 there an option for you to stay here and play at another franchise? Yeah, there was a little bit of chat going around. Um, but, oh, to be honest, like... If I was to stick around for another year, I wanted to stay at the Crusaders. Like, um, you know, I've been here for 
seven years now, so I sort of my loyalty was definitely with the red and blacks. But um, yeah, just on the season, like obviously it's a bloody competitive environment, and mm. since I've been there, there's been some unreal outsides. You know, as he when I first started and Setter and you know now we got Will and Lester and Sebu and stuff. So you know, having having all that crew around us has made us all so much better in such a competitive environment. And you know, that's why we sort of play the way we do because um, it's bloody tough training against them as well. <laughs> yeah, you've got some decent players down there, George. Just um, on your decision making when you decided to head up to Montpellier. Was it um, was it purely based on like trying to make as much hay while you, you, in your rest of your career, or was it was it was it more that you wanted to go and challenge yourself up there in the northern hemisphere? Um, oh, there's plenty of factors. You know, I wanted to go uh, experience sort of different culture, a new lifestyle. I've been in Christchurch for ten years now, so I was pretty keen on something new um, and sort of. Playing in that test against France um, sort of gave me an idea about where the French rugby is at at the moment, and I think top fourteen footy and you know European Cup is they're both really really good competitions and um, probably well up there with Super Rugby at the moment. So um, no, it's really exciting, and I think uh, Montpellier they, they won top fourteen last year, so it's a pretty decent club and um, it's pretty exciting to get over there and sort of start something new. We had a call earlier today, uh, George, from a bloke called Joe who reckoned he was having breakfast with your old man before the AMP show in Gizzy uh, (laughs) and and, and reckons the farm's all paid for now apparently. I don't know if you've you've had that conversation with the old man. (laughs) Hell, that's some chat. (laughs) Um, oh no, 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 none of that going on at the moment. But maybe, maybe down the track, we'll see how we go. Yeah, nice, mate. <laughs> nice. So what, what about your um, uh, positionally? Uh, I mean, you see yourself as an out-and-out winger going to Montpellier. Have you talked to them about that? I mean, I know that you've you've dabbled a bit at fullback. You've had the odd crack at thirteen yeah. as well. I mean, where, where do you see yourself playing up there? Um, well, yeah, initially on the Zoom, they said they saw me sort of playing wing, fullback and centre, which really took on my fancy. Um, yeah, I, I really do enjoy it at fullback. So um, I'd look to hopefully get a bit of time back there just to get a bit more involved in the game and have uh, be a bit freer and stuff. So, um, And if they put me at centre, that'll be a bit of a eye-opener for me, but um, I'll be keen to give it a crack. <laughs> hey, George, what's what's been your highlight? of your career so far down here in, in New Zealand? You know, you're, you're seven years down at the, the Crusaders, um, your All Blacks, all that sort of stuff. For you, when you look back on your career here before you head up the fronts, what has been your highlight? Uh, it's pretty tough to pinpoint it. Um, obviously, it's been a pretty bloody successful time at the Crusaders over the last wee while. And... Um, Made some oh, some of my best mates are, are down here. So the time that I've spent with in, in the Crusaders jersey has been unreal. And then obviously the All Blacks, uh, you know that was a, <laughs> that was a dream since I was a wee fella. So you know to even get one cap for the All Blacks, let alone sort of getting 19 under my belt, was pretty unreal. And to make it to a World Cup, so 
Um, even though the last couple of years have been reasonably tough, it's sort of I've been reflecting on my time in New Zealand rugby and so <laughs> just reminding myself that I've done it right. So mm. um, and now we're on to the next next chapter, and it's uh, something to look forward to. Mate, you'll have fun over there. I can guarantee you that. Mate, just um, good tack right here. Have you been watching much of the, the Women's World Cup? And if you have, have you enjoyed it? Uh, to be honest, I don't have bloody spark sport, which is a bit of a shame. But, you know, I saw uh, all of the hype around Eden Park in that first uh, Black Ferns test. And, you know, it's bloody good to see that um, the, the fans are getting behind it. And it's really exciting for women's rugby. Uh, George, in terms of um, you know, sort of playing as a as a winger, where pace is such a, a big thing, I don't know if if you know uh, if you see if there's any any correlation here. But Julian Savia fell out of the All Black frame at the same age, twenty seven. We've seen a few mm. other wingers go the same way at that age of twenty seven. Is is there something about your I don't know your twitch fibres? I'm not I'm not a physiologist. <laughs> I'm not sure how it works. But uh, is there any correlation there at all? Oh, look, yeah, I know I'm definitely not as fast as I was bloody five years ago. Um, but then you'd look at Ben Smith. He was playing, he was playing in the outsides when he was early 30s. So, um, I don't know, I think maybe just the energy of us probably potentially ran out a little bit. But I don't know, you sort of get those, that young cropper outside backs that have so much fizz about them and it's so so exciting they have so much x-factor so um i think probably the outsides are the ones that are probably more revolving than any other position really aren't they mm. yeah it's one thing you, you do lose your speed as uh, as you say as you get older look we've got we've got a text to come in here patty's just asked a question of you bridgie and wants to know whether you're coming back for a season of footy with your polar bears with the polar bears, maybe one day when I get back from overseas, we'll see how we go. Feel the eh? Nice, mate. Hey, um, thanks for joining us on SENZ this morning, mate. We wish you all the best heading up there. Uh, wonderful to a wonderful part of the world. Um, you're going to enjoy your rugby, mate, and you've been a, an absolute um, pitcher to watch out there in that All Black jersey in the Crusaders. So, uh, thanks a lot for joining us, mate. Go well. Yeah, so it is. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, no worries. So George Bridge there with us. Um, uh, talk about his move to Montpellier. So it's all, all confirmed, Kempi. He's going to France. Yeah, interesting, eh? Like the conversation's been happening for a while. Like I said, Ricardo, you do get to that part of your career where international football, and you, and he's just hit the nail on the head, you know, mm. so much talent coming through and competition and the decision has, has has had to be made. You know, what do I do? Do I hang around here and fight for a position in the World Cup or do I go up to, you know, a top 14 champion and, and play out the rest of my career? And I, I, I dare say, I mean, the little giggle when I said you're going up there to make hay, yeah. um, there's a decent paycheck at the back end of it. So good on him. You know, the, the careers aren't that long. And um, good on him. He's He's been a wonderful servant to New Zealand and he does need to now go and look after his future. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, you go and play for Montpellier, go and play top 14 rugby, play Heineken Cup, uh, etc. You know, he's probably... I mean, he could he could play up there for another seven years. Good competitions, yeah. You know, good competitions. Uh, you know, it's, it's not as if he's not going to feel at home. There's that many Kiwis up there, um, and Australians and South Africans. So plenty of expats up there, and he's, I think he's got the style too that suits the Northern Hemisphere. Um, tough, tough kid. Really enjoys uh, his football, and you know, 
a good thing about New Zealand is when they go up there too, they've always got really good work ethic, and the, and the Europeans love them. So I'm, I'm looking looking at it as a, as a success story. Yeah, I think so. I, and I, you know, I was interested in talking to him. I dropped the centre in there just because I thought oh, you could you could see him go in there. Um, how do you reckon he he would transition uh, to centre full time? Yeah, well, I think it, I think he'd do well. I think he'd do well. I think the the club, as he said, you know, when he's making them them calls up there, talking face to face on Zoom, mm. that they've seen him as a centre, yeah. um, outside back, winger, full back. So, one of the best things about being utility, and I I recognise this, oh, probably about two thousand was that if you had utility value, you were priceless. Yeah, I mean, he mentioned there he wasn't as fast as he was a few years ago. I mean, my pace deserted me at about 16, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but I know you retired, Kempe, at 31. I mean, when did you start noticing it go? Oh, when I when I intercepted the ball at Leeds, and I, I intercepted it on the 25, I got pulled down at halfway by a front rower. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it does. Like you watch some of the footage and listening to George talk about, you know, I'm reflecting on my career and I've actually done all right. You actually do forget what you've done, you know, how fast you were as you get on. But your game adapts, and that's you know the the reason why a lot of players play for a long time. And good, the good players is that they adapt their their game. You know, the the speed goes, your running game goes, your passing game comes up, your kicking game comes back into it, and you just work on other parts of your game. So, unfortunately for um, a lot of people. When you start off as a 19, 20-year-old, you're quick as the wind. But by the time you're 27 or 30, that speed's left, you've left that behind. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose that as a six, you didn't need as much toe as you would have as a winger or a, or a fullback. But I, do I remember rightly you transitioning into a 13 at some point? That's why well, I ended up in 13. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up at uh, Leeds. I played a little bit of 13. But when I went to coach, player coach Wakefield, I ended up in the 13 jersey. And I actually enjoyed that because I didn't have to move around as much as possible because my knees were killing me back then. Um, and I was more out there for my defence then. So my game had, had transitioned from being a, a running 5'8", um, big running 5'8", to a to more of a defensive middle player. Um, so and, and that's, mate, you do whatever you can to stay out there as long as you can. But the day I, you know, I remember the, the, the year leading into my retirement, it was because I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. My, my mind was fine. You know, I could analyse and pick things out in a football field, but my body wouldn't move to that spot quick enough. And, and when that started to happen, trainings became harder, the game became terrible, terribly hard, and recovery was just a nightmare. So um, it, it's that progression, Ricardo, when you're playing football. Eventually it ends. Now the other one for George, for Georgie, eventually some there's someone else coming up and, and smacking you as they go past you, you know. So um, good on him, good on him for deciding to go and, and and you know good chat this morning from him. Yeah, indeed, and we've got a good text actually come through from Paddy on the Temper Bedpost text machine double eight double three. Boys, I think the problem is once you've been dropped from the All Blacks environment, you can't get back in. Time after time, we see these players who are no longer in the ABs decide. Uh, top 30 decide that NZR don't give them a second chance, so they leave. Really disappointing to see, and it's only going to get worse. We're on the precipice of losing huge numbers overseas because all NZR care about is the top 30. Yeah, and you know the, the question then um, sort of comes around about how do you handle that? Do you do what South Africa do and choose your players out of the enormous hemisphere to represent your country? You know, New Zealand, I think the, the NZR have this rule that you've got to be playing in New Zealand mm, competitions to make the All Blacks. So, you know, you look at the, the players. I think once they decide to go younger, you know, when, you, when you're, you're sort of mixing around that, that 
that 30 and you just can't make it and then you go, well, I'm going to actually go up there and make as much money as I can now, then those rules have to change because you're going to lose, like I, I agree with Paddy, I think players now are going to know that they'll make, you know, a, a bucket load more going up there than staying down here and, and fighting for a black jersey. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens actually because I do see Wasps and Worcester have both gone to the wall up in the UK. Yeah. So maybe the the financial pinch is coming on after post-COVID up in European rugby and that might actually play in the New Zealand rugby's hands. Yeah, look, and I, I talked about that off the back fence this week about Wasps um, and that private equity type deal like the Silver Lake um, and, and, and how even though you've got a lot of money that you can still end up in... in in, in trouble so um, how you spend that money Ricardo that's the, that's the million dollar question you know if you're going to grow the game that's what I'm saying that's what I was saying this week was yes you need do need to take your 33 up there and play the northern team because you need that experience before you go on the World Cup but do you need to take another 30 players when you can create something down here and build it within your own country you know you can't because it, it it's it's a it's a chicken and egg thing, isn't it? You're saying you need to stay in New Zealand and play rugby, otherwise we're not going to pick you. Mm. But let's take all that money and take you up north to play them. Well, that, that, I actually saw something, I can't remember who it was now, but wrote an article about that and said, you know, this All Blacks 15 is actually really just a travelling roadshow for all the British clubs. <laughs> like you, you don't have to come down here, we're going to bring them to you. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see if anything does come out of that. It's uh, 22 past eight here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on ECNZ. <laughs> when we come back, Pip Morris from the TAB. 8.27, time for a TAB live update. Bet live with your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And Pip Morris joins us. And Pip, the first question I have for you is, uh, have you figured out who you're supporting at the Rugby League World Cup with so many Panthers and so many teams? Morena, guys. Look, I have. I'm still Kiwi through and through. Still have to go for the Kiwis. What a forward pack that we have. But I do think Samoa is a little smoky. I've got to say, I, I do like their lineup that has plenty of Panthers in them. But um, I think they could make the, the quarterfinals. But go the Kiwis. Got to be the Kiwis. Oh, good girl. Pay. What do you got for us today? So much. We're going to start with the Livermore, of course. And with the group ones, not only here, but across two of them across the Tasman, we've got the bonus back, Blitz back, and we do have it back to any five. Again, it's across all of the 10 races at Hastings. So if you don't get the winner, but you finish second, third, fourth, or fifth, you can get your money back to $50 in your account on your first investment. And I can tell you, around the Livermore, you'll like this, Kimpy. Most bets on Just Ask Me. And the most money has been staked on Mustang Valley. And the Caulfield Cup, most bets on no compromise, but the most money on Smoking Romans, who's the favourite. And the Everest, no surprise, most bets and most money by far on Nature Strip. But the next, next best bet is Masked Crusader. And then on the sports side of things, cricket, twice as many head-to-head bets on New Zealand than Pakistan at this stage. And half of the New Zealand top run score bets are on Devon Conway. And just on the league, I can tell you, by far the most popular is the Kiwis in the League World Cup. And you can get them boosted at $5.50. And then it's Samoa. They're the next best back instead of Australia. So interesting little market there. Mm. And plenty to think they're peeped into. Yeah, that's all the Penrith supporters jumped on the back of Samoa. I can tell you that. And all <laughs> I'm all I'm worried about, uh, all I care about really, is the best back, which is Just Ask Me. I hope that one comes in, Pip. Um, just on just on uh, the the rugby league World Cup, is there is there a margin a, um, a good margin bet pip that you've seen through the through the rugby league World Cup this weekend? Not as yet, but I can tell you because it's right in front of me. I don't mind 
well, England Samoa backing for one is really good, Kempi. Just with I know England aren't the favourites there, Samoa are, but I do like the margin there. Samoa one to twelve at two eight. That's a really good option because you've got that bonus back as well. So if they don't end up winning, or they do, and you get the incorrect margin, where well, you can get that bonus back up to fifty dollars. So I think that's a nice little that's play. A, that's a great, in- yeah, that's a great bet. And what about uh, got to ask a question, Izzy? Uh, mm-hmm. If he shoots under eighty today, have you got that one up? No, it's not on there. I think I, I don't know what odds that would be. <laughs> I won't <laughs> say. Oh, nice! But thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, all good. Go well and good luck on the pump this weekend, eh? Yeah, you too, Pip. Go well, mate. Uh, good to have you on. Uh, bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Still to come between now and 9 o'clock, uh, we're going to get Joe's Dirt and some horse racing tips for the weekend. We'll have the Friday tipper. We'll catch up with Stephen McIver, who's in for Smithy as well right now, though. It's Araha with news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Hey. Get that fertiliser ready. It's Joey's Dirt. Joey's Dirt's back. How good. How good. Actually, we don't really... It's been discontinued on uh, <laughs> on the mail run where, where it was born just because my picks have been so poor. Um, but look, this isn't mine. This is what... I went to um, Matter Matter yesterday uh, with Mark Chitty uh, as part of my... Because I, I don't know if you know this, Ricardo, but mm. I won the Leishman uh, Racing Media Awareness Award. Yes. So it's, it, it's an award to... Uh, the whole point of it is to teach me more about the industry. So I went down to Rich Hill Studs and uh, met John Thompson and the team down there. He gave me a tip. Yep. I'm really confident about this one. It, is, it does go against Kempi, though. Go, go go against Jam in the, in the liver mole. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. He's oh, $10 dollars like right it. now. Um, was really good as a three-year-old. Has won back-to-back races after having a spell earlier this year. Love apparently loves the mud as well, as much as Jam. So I think it's a good outsider. I I'm I'm backing Soldier. Well, I'm backing Jam. But hey, nice Cornella, Soldier Boy and Jam. Yeah, jump on, jump on. What do you reckon, Kimpy? Well, yeah. Look, I think uh, I think he's a decent horse too. He's won his last two. Um, carries a couple of kilos lighter than our boy. Uh, whether or not he's battle hardened enough to, to run that uh, that extra distance, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, Joe, when you get it from the basically the horse's mouth from the tra- from the, the, the guys down there that are training him, yep, I'd be listening. Uh, yeah. oh, also boys, uh, Choices Flooring Poll results before I forget. Mm-hmm. Choices Flooring, Springs Catalogue, inspiring savings on carpet, timber, hybrid, luxury vinyl, window finishings and rugs. It was a close one. In fact, it was so close, it was a tie. That is close. What is more unlikely to happen this weekend? Well, you voted, and Kiwi's losing to Lebanon, and Kimby's horse jam not winning the Love Mole are tied forty-one percent. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm liking all the I'm liking all the signs. I'm a sign man. I'm loving the signs. Good on you, Joseph. You're on fire there, Joe Dirt. Joe, Can't wait to see the mullet. Yeah, well, I was going about to say we need to bring the mullet back, Joe Dirt. Are you going to grow one for us? Um, no, I don't think so. We're doing my Vember, you do mullet Vember. Yeah, I reckon it's a great idea. I think that's the one thing I'll never grow. I just don't think I look good with a, with who a doesn't, mullet. Who doesn't look good with a mullet? Everyone says that, but I think me. Okay, well, let's prove it. Let's prove it. Okay, grow one. Fine, I'll do it. Grow one. Grow one. There you go. That is our Love Racing update. Loveracing.nz for all your thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, and more. The Grand Tour Racing Festival is coming to you. Eat, drink, and get racy. Round up your crew and book now at thegrandtour.nz.
Right, there you go. That's what has uh, uh, brought you the Joe Dirt tips. Up next, it is the Friday tipple. That was all good. Sorry, what's going on? <laughs> I, I That's was... where you play the ads, Joe. Oh, right. Sorry, I was talking to you the time like this. Hey, <laughs> 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 from Nine, Ricardo, in for Izzy uh, and uh, Kempe. Of course, we gave away that Ego Power Plus 40 centimetre, centimetre line IQ line trimmer earlier, thanks to Ego Tools. Uh, Nick from Dunners won it, and Nick's called through. G'day, Nick. How are you, bud? How you going, boys? I just rang up. I appreciate that. You know, I'm stoked on that. I didn't really a visit on one, and I was just ringing up and a bit of honesty. But um, love you so, Uncle. You're really doing a top job. Oh, thanks, thanks a lot, Nick. It's um, it's a good spot down there in Dunedin. I spent uh, a good part of five years down there visiting my son, going through university, um, getting his law degree. So, mate, couldn't have gone to a to a better better caller this week. Thanks a lot for your honesty, and uh, yeah, keep tuning in, mate. Tell as many people as you can about Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Good on you, brave. Cheers, Nick. Good on you, team boss. Uh, what's what's your what's your your big? Uh, what are you looking forward to most this weekend, sport wise, Nick? Um, oh well, I'll probably turn into the women's rugby. It's a shame. It's a shame the league isn't on score. I haven't got spark. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah, no, 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 fair, mate. Fair. I think yeah, there's a replay of the Kiwis Lebanon nine o'clock on three on free to air if you nine in the morning on Monday morning if you want to want to catch that. Um, so you maybe have a crack at that, Nick. But have a great weekend anyway, mate. Enjoy your sport. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, and uh, just quickly, uh, the Dan sent a text through. If I put a K on Izzy shooting sub eighty, I could make a huge dent in my mortgage. Surely, no three parts, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send that to him, Dan. I'll send it to him because he'll be checking his his text machine. I've asked him to leave his phone on so I can give a bit of chatter to the to the to the boys that he's around. But I don't think he'll turn he'll turn the uh, mute button on. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday tipple. Yes, that time of the day, fun Friday, where we get to talk about the week just gone and well it's been a great week on the show hasn't it and even though Izzy and Louie aren't here they're lapping it up Louie and Australia and Izzy on the golf course they can't be having a cold one with us this morning but we'll just get on with it as usual me and Ricardo Mount Panorama didn't fail to deliver did it no. this unforgettable weekend we caught up with our mate Dale Budge to chat about the race and Dale reflected on SVG's pure talent You've got to tip your hat. The guy is, I think, the best all-round motorsport driver on the planet, bar none. He is so adaptable to anything. And if it wasn't for his body shape, I'm sure we'd see him in Formula 1. And we know how he gets that body shape. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Knows how to celebrate. He does know how to celebrate, mate. He does, uh, yeah, SVG legend. Uh, this week, uh, the boys were also very lucky to be joined by New Zealand's finest, Lydia Ko. Lyd's talked about how she's at the top of her game at the moment, and Izzy asked her if she still plans to retire at 30. You know, every player that I've talked to uh, that are now, like, in their mid-30s, they said, like, yeah, they too also had a goal of, like, 30, but then when they got that age, they said, hey, there's no other job that's, like, better than this for them, or, like, this is what they, like, love to do, so why not just keep doing it? So I I guess I'll never know until that moment really comes. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we've also had um, Joe Parker, I remember, early in his career said he was going to retire at 30. 
Yeah, it's nice if you if you're earning that much money that you can retire at thirty. Yeah. Um, but like I've learnt, if you uh, people retire early, then all their all their mates go to work, so you might as well go back to work with them. It's great talking to Lydia Co. We we're also joined by our mate Elfeta Paliasina Fecker, as he's known, and he shared some great memories about the sand dune training and chatted about life over in the UK. Of course, we couldn't miss an opportunity to talk about the Rugby League World Cup, and it's fair to say that Fekka will be riding with the Kiwis all day long. Look at the Kiwis, obviously Australia, but you, you, you're Tonga, Samoa. Um, it's going to be tough. It's a tough comp, but I, 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 I still favour New Zealand, man. I, I just can't see anyone stopping the Kiwis, man. Mm. I haven't, I've never told the story, but he played Newcastle. Yeah. Yep. He ran into the Newcastle boys. You'll see the try on YouTube. Bounced off four of them. He had to go to hospital that night, and the doctor said it was like being in a car crash. Wow. That's, that's how hard he used to run. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a good bloke. It was great to talk to him. We should, uh, just on that, we had a text from James earlier saying, the Kiwis, should I be worried that our pool games aren't going to be tough enough to have us battle-hardened? What do no. you reckon, Kippy? No, well, every player in that team has been through the semi-finals. They're hard. They're hard, Brad. They'll be sweet. They'll be hard, and they will be sweet. Speaking of Brad's, Brad Weber, always great when you get to catch up with the janitor. He's uh, soon to head off with the All Blacks 15. It turns out he wasn't at keen to head overseas until he had a chat with Ian Foster. I had a quick um, yarn to Fozzie the other day. He, he was just telling me that uh, they'd take the same three nines on, on the tour. He was very open and honest with me, which was great. And he just gave me sort of his thoughts. And, you know, I, I was sort of on the fence whether I would go or not uh, and just wanted to sort of see what he reckoned. And then pretty good salesman, eh? so I'm, I'm, I'm keen to go on the, <laughs> on the tour now. <laughs> pretty, pretty good salesman, eh? Fozzie, maybe that's what he'll be doing shortly. He'll be selling cars. Number one halfback. <laughs> Number one halfback. He's going in the World Cup. Don't worry about that, Ricardo. And finally, we want to give a toast of the week to our mate, Chris Nowinski. How good. We talked to Chris about CTEs and head knocks in high-performance sport, which is a massive topic in contact sport all over the world at the moment. It was a very interesting chat, of course. He recommended that we check it out, and I recommend everyone else checks it out on our podcasting platforms. Chris spoke to us about what can happen to reduce CTE. The number one thing we do is we need to reduce the amount of exposure you have to these hits to the head. It's very hard to do at the elite levels because this is that's entertainment and that's for money. But at the youth levels, it's really easy. So what we started a campaign called Stop Hitting Kids in the Head. We're trying to convince governing bodies to say, look, we should have a different version of each of these sports for kids before, let's say, 14. Well done, Chris. I got an email from Chris last night, actually, um, to carry on the conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's great that they're doing work in, in that in that part of uh, the of, of the sporting landscape because it's something that doesn't get talked about enough, and it's something that you know we're really seeing knock on effects. Have you, have you watched the um, Aaron Hernandez documentary? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I mean that's pretty frightening. It's scary. It's scary, and uh, yep, let's let's hope that more blokes like Chris come out and and support uh, what's needed to make sure that blokes are aware and, and stop sweeping this under the carpet. That was our week in review with the uh, Friday Tipple. Ricardo, what a day. What a day, what a week. You've been fantastic again, brother. Oh, thanks, brother. It's, it's easy when you're working with professionals and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back shortly. SENZ, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Coming up 5 to 9, Ricardo in for Izzy this morning. who's playing golf. Apparently, uh, Chris has texted through on double eight double three. Boys scores are regularly updated during the round online at Charles Tours as I have a boy playing in it. No scores as yet but won't be far off so that'll be where we can keep an eye on Izzy playing at uh, the Charles Open. Nice.
<laughs> Have you heard anything? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Mate, right. he'd be honestly he'd be going through a bit of few uh, few cokes at the moment. He'd be nervous as trying to keep his energy levels high. Yeah. Uh, on the on the Asahi, he said he had a few Asahis in the bag. It might be one or two of those uh, just to steady the nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to have a couple this afternoon, Rick Dog. I'm looking forward to it. We've got a bit of a work do going on. Got the uh, I bought the Weber down, a few pieces of meat. I'm going to cook up for the crew, and uh, yeah, I've got a couple of coldies in the fridge. So looking forward to getting the team together just to have a little bit of uh, bonding. Yeah, I, and a man, man who's going to be here for all of that, of course. Uh, I won't be here, is Stephen McCoy. Well, I, 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 I won't be bonding with you today. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you're on, you're you're on for Smithy. You finish at midday. I yeah, mean, no, you know, I, it's going to be. You know, I've got to go. I've got to go to Christchurch tonight. So today, tonight. So I can't be bonding like that. Yuppie. I, can, we, can we ask what's happening whoa, in Church? Whoa, whoa! You call me a yuppie. <laughs> yuppie Un- going down to Christchurch. Unbelievable. No, well, actually, I'm going to Timaru. I'm okay. staying in, in driving because there's no the uh, final round of the South Island Endurance. Series motorhead stuff, right? At Levels Raceway in Timaru, there is no accommodation. They have the Masters Games down there. So, oh yes. yes! So like all the accommodation is just taken. So I'm I'm bunking in. Well, I'm not bunking. I'm not doing it tough. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm in, in Christchurch and driving down on nice. uh, tomorrow morning. Just get a camper van, mate. You'd be fine. Yeah, nah, mate. Yeah, nah. yeah then my wife would be all over that like a wet rag. Mm. She's loved camper vans. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, nah. Is she going with you? No. Oh, okay. All right. She's, she's busy. busy. She's busy. It's, okay. it's work, mate. It's work. It's Settle down. It's work. Mate. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of work, what do you got on the show? Uh, Daryl Halligan, mate of yours, uh, kicking coach for the Kiwis. We're going to talk to Chuck out of York, where the lads mm. are based before they get their campaign underway in the inside rape. the castle. Inside the castle, yeah, they're doing it tough, aren't they? York's a beautiful town. We stayed there in '89 on our it's tour a over there. Beautiful town. It's a beautiful church spot. town, right? That's uh, uh, Tawera, Nico, and Davy Watson played for York. Yeah, no, I mean at churches. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, it's also it was also <laughs> the. Uh, it was also the Viking was it, capital, wasn't it? It was also the name of the bar down in London. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so we got that. Um, after 10 o'clock, could talk to Andrew Mulligan, the Sky Basketball commentator about the Breakers uh, game. they got two games this week against the Phoenix and the Hawks. Simon Crafer. New Zealander. He's the pit lane reporter for MotoGP. Cool. One of the smartest men you'll ever talk talk to. And they're in Melbourne this week at Phillip Island. So I'm going to talk to Simon just after 11 o'clock. Also at 9.30, our New Zealand number one tennis player, R.G. about the grind of the professional tour on your own. Mm. Yeah, it's you know we we bitch and moan about not having great tennis players. When you hear about uh, what life is like, you'll have a better understanding of how tough it is. Mm. But he's uh, on a career high, 453 at the moment. He's had a couple of very good months on tour on the ITF. Nice. Going to uh, a number of challenges. So, yeah, uh, tidy little tidy little Friday. Yeah. How's that sound? I yeah, love that. Sounds good, mate. Sounds Fun Friday. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you, so you've got a busy show, um, Stephen, and then, of course, this weekend you're down in, in Christchurch, obviously, as you mentioned, or down mm-hmm. in Timaru as well. Uh, are you going to be watching much of the uh, of the Rugby League World Cup? Are you going to be able to manage yeah, to no. fit that in? Yeah, probably not. It's too early. 7th anymore. It's somewhere. It's on Spark. Dude, stop lying, mate. You'll be up. You won't be able to help yourself. <laughs> yeah, no. Mr. I, rugby League. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, Mr. We back, rugby League. Hey, we back, back, we back the truck off that. We, you know, I haven't done it for a couple of years, though, so they, I appreciate <laughs> the thought. Let's just back the truck up on that. But I am genuinely excited about the the, the squad that New Zealand has, mm, mm. and I think we we talked in the hallway about this one. I don't think I've ever seen uh, a pack and available talent and depth. I'm still concerned on the outside backs a little bit, but man, you don't you, you got a pack like that that can steamroll people. Just feed the backs. You know, every one of those players, that, and if they pick their first team, has played semi football this year. Mm. Yeah. 
That, uh, that in itself would be the first time that's ever happened to a Kiwi side going into an end of year tour. Oh, it, it is phenomenal. And we, we should have reason to be excited, but if we go all the way, we've got to beat Aussie in the semi-finals. Well, and I think the biggest game of this weekend, who have you got? You're going Samoa or you're going England? I'm actually going Samoa. I mm. just I just again it's a bit it's a bit like the Kiwis. You look at the talent in there and you go, Me likey. Mm, and yeah. but the, the the Pongos won't want to lose first one at Newcastle, but and no. they're at home. They got Ashley Klein too, I think, as a referee up there. So probably yeah. goes in Samoa's favour slightly, doesn't it? Having oh, an NRL ref. The, 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 the problem I'm worried about Samoa is whether or not they're kicking games up to scratch yep. because it's a, a short in goals. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it's really the different. Oh, short in goal theory. Mm. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I talked to Bluey a little while ago, and he said that's the thing. Dimensions is also narrower sidelines. That's right, as well. So yeah, interesting. Looking forward to it. Stephen McIver in the chair for Smithy for you after nine o'clock. Have a great uh, weekend, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Get ready, crew. I'm on my way. Food's just about to go on. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.